welcome to the Creative Marketing Show with your host, Rosh Sillers. Welcome. Welcome to the Creative Marketing Show. It is great to have you here, all of you who come in live as well as on the replay and the podcasts. It's uh, going to be an interesting show. We are talking about how to create um, a more profitable creative business. And I have a long list of thoughts and ideas to share with you to help you grow your creative business. And Actually, in, in the coming weeks, I'm going to do more on the marketing side. I know this is a creative marketing show. I've been talking a lot about value lately, and I just released a, a video over on YouTube, uh, the other channel, on how YouTube can make your business more valuable. And I'm, I'm doing a series of these videos in the coming weeks, and I'm looking forward to sharing those with you. And uh, we'll see. We'll see how they go. Uh, one of the best ways to go about it certainly is, is to continuously test. And some of the things that I am testing in the coming weeks, I will be sharing with you on this podcast. So, but today, you know, how to create more, more profit in your current business. It's, um, it's important to be mindful of this because we can get comfortable and just do the same things over and over again and not not improve our businesses. And so I, I want to just dive a little bit into that. Um, one of the things that I often talk about in business is top line before bottom line. And top line before bottom line is something that I've heard from a couple consultants. And the top line has to do with more the marketing side and today we're talking about bottom line. The marketing side, the growth of your company is, is the top line element. The bottom line element is how well you manage that business, how much profit you have in the end. And when you understand that, when we, so when I talk about, and you'll hear me again and again in the future, talk about top line first, that's because I want you to grow your business first. I want you to keep focusing on growing the business, but once in a while we need to pause and make sure that the money that we bring in, say it's $1,000, you know, what percentage of that is actually going home? You know, what percentage of that is being used for the things that we use on a daily basis for our business uh, to develop our business, to grow our business, to pay vendors, to pay team members? Uh, or just what it takes in terms of the software of, as a service elements. How much software are you buying? How many things? Can, can you take a step back and say, I don't need everything that I am using? And believe me when I tell you that is something that I have to deal with on a regular basis. I have a ton of software. Oh, hey, look, that that looks really interesting. I think that could be efficient or help me or help me promote and I'll sign up for that and it's only 10 20 30 50 dollars but when you have a whole list of them that gets rather expensive so what can you do can you go through that list and look at your expenses and make some good decisions 
about things you really don't need. Yes, they're convenient, but do you really need them? And that's something that I go through on a regular basis because one of the most important things you can do when trying to develop a more valuable and profitable business is improve cash flow. And if you can improve cash flow and that cash flow is above and beyond what you need to live off of, you can then reinvest in your company. That's another reason why it's important to decide how much you are taking out of your company. How much each month? Are you just saying, okay, I made this much and this, these were the expenses and I take it all and take it home? That's not really how you grow a business. Now, it may be the case that, look, you're not at the point in where you're profitable at a level that you can leave money in the business. You need to bring it all home to pay the bills. I get that. Been there, done that. It's, it's a common story. However, you can say, look, if when I get to, sake of argument, $4,000 a month, $3,000, $5,000 a month, and I can take that home and I know I have enough for taxes and my basic business bills are covered, Anything above and beyond that, as I grow the business, I'll reinvest in the company. Maybe give yourself a little raise here and there, but, but invest in the company to grow the company, to make it a larger, in some cases, more profitable company. If that is your goal. If you're a solo entrepreneur, that's fine. But I still recommend you keep that cushion because, again, that cash flow element helps you stay more profitable because you can use cash rather than credit. And when things are slow, you have money, you don't have to borrow. The, the company can sustain itself and you can continue to pay yourself on a regular basis. These are the kinds of things, if you think ahead, you're going to, you're going to find yourself with an advantage over the long term. Now, I will often say, you know, accounting can kill a business. It can save a business and it can kill a business. Good, a good accountant will save a business in trouble and a good accountant can just destroy an awesome business as it's growing because they, I mean, a good accountant wouldn't do this, but a lot of accountants do. They just look at the numbers. And sometimes what we do and spend money on is for customer service. And so if I look through that list of software and say, hmm, I don't really need that, but yet it makes it easier for my clients. Well, look, if, if my clients have a great experience working for me or working with me, then they're more likely to come back. But sometimes it's those little things that you, that you cut that are customer facing and they hurt the bottom line in the long run. Maybe it's a short-term gain, but it's a long-term, this is how a business dies. I've, I've been around enough to see enough businesses purchased. And I often say, you know, if it's a family-owned or original owner, entrepreneur-owned, okay, great, wonderful. But when it gets bought, I've seen many, many businesses just die because now it's an investment. And when a business becomes an investment, it, it can really, it, it can often just fall off a cliff. 
again, depending on the company. If a company understands, look, we want to keep the culture, and I know they always say that, but you know, they always say that. You want to keep the culture and all that, but then they start meddling and say, but you have to stick with our the way we do things. So anyway, that's probably not what you have to deal with with your business because you're probably a solo entrepreneur, small business, same with myself, but I've seen that happen, and you can do that if you get too rough with your own business, trying to take away the things that make it easier. Now, sometimes there are things that you do or, or purchase that help make your workflow. Maybe you're a creative business and you, you, you have a workflow and there are certain softwares that help that workflow along. Well, that that is customer facing because if, if you can, if your workflow is smooth and your customer ends up with a great result, well, then that may be something you don't want to get rid of. But there are often duplications too. Software that does similar kinds of things online. And that, that's where I start to, to trim away because I know that um, ultimately the customer is not going to feel the pain. Okay, so something I also want to consider, especially for our creative businesses, is that project work versus retainer work considering that working hourly, the value of your business can increase greatly if you have regular retainer style work. And it doesn't matter if you're a photographer or writer, designer, you can find that kind of work. You know, maybe it's a, you know, a company that needs your services on a regular basis, and maybe you can work out a deal. Hey, I can give you so much, so much time hourly or, or certain um, output for a specific amount a month. They know what they're getting, you know what you're getting, and you can count on that money. That makes your business more valuable because there's that consistency there. I often recommend that you don't work hourly as little as possible because hourly is not scalable unless you're bringing other people in and scaling with more people hourly, kind of like law firms do it. They, they just bring in people. <laughs> they bring in lawyers and, and, and work the hours. But I, I much prefer to work by a project or a retainer. I think that really can make a creative business more powerful, um, more flexible, and, and, and definitely more profitable in the long term. So that's something to think about when looking at um, how, how it is that you can improve the, the cash flow of your business is weighing how you're approaching hourly versus project and retainer-based kind of work. Uh, that, that certainly is, uh, has been a big topic uh, through the years. You know, creating assets is another way to go about this. And I, as I mentioned before, created that YouTube video that was about, really, about creating you, an asset with YouTube. But you can do that with any platform online. It could be Instagram turning it into an asset, which is a value for your company, which can make your business more profitable. Maybe you have a blog and you can make, you know, by becoming that expert via a blog, it can add value to your business because you have a distribution channel. Think of a business that has a distribution channel and does not depend on other people to get the word out about their business or they don't always have to purchase the eyeballs. That's the high value of using a YouTube or an Instagram or a Pinterest or your own blog or podcast is to 
have that distribution channel. And it is highly valuable. It can make your business more valuable. Sometimes it works so well it becomes more valuable than the business. And it becomes the business. It does happen. Now, I know a couple people, uh, friends of mine, who've done that. I, I can't say that my social is more valuable than my, my businesses. Uh, my businesses do pretty well. Uh, but they are certainly a part of the assets that make my businesses valuable because it helps with search engine optimization. It helps with uh, conversation and um, citations, people mentioning and talking about you. That, that's the kind of stuff that can increase the value of who you are. And as we've often mentioned, your brand and, and building your brand. And a brand name, you know, that can command a premium. When you are developing a, a business, when you have a solid brand, that is a premium to the profit and price of your business. So that's another thing to certainly uh, consider. You can become an influencer in your niche. And, and that certainly has, rather than paying influencers, be the influencer. And that value, especially on the SEO side for me, is what has worked so well. Search engine optimization, people being able to find my marketing or photography because they've searched online and then hired us because of that. That, that has truly been a big time value for me over the years. One thing you can do that you may not have thought of is decrease your sales cycle and find ways to improve your workflow. Now, I know sometimes we feel like, well, you know, the client, especially for us in the creative biz, we feel like we're waiting for the clients to make their decision. Well, work on ways to improve that cycle. Give them deadlines along the way. And then let go of them if they don't meet the deadlines. Because you'd be surprised that maybe, you know, sometimes they'll come around, but sometimes, you know, it just frees you up to say, okay, I have nothing in the pipeline. Because see, sometimes when we have a few things in our pipeline that are coming our way, we don't work as hard on our marketing and developing our business because we think they're coming. But when they just are dragging you along, you're just hopeful. Sometimes you have to just snip that string there and say, no, you know, you've passed your deadline. You know, if you wish, I would love to work with you. Feel free to reapply. <laughs> I think that's certainly one way to go about it. But that'll free you up in that little bit of desperation. OK, I only have one thing in the pipeline now or nothing in the pipeline. I better go get out there and work harder to get new clients. And, and that that's the way it works, because a lot of times we feel if we have a few things coming, we don't have to work as hard and we don't do what we need to do to keep our business going. So that's why it's so important to learn how to decrease that sales cycle. And in, that can also include the workflow and how you approach things, especially if you have to make mock-ups or, or present in some way. It's important to get that, that flow down and have a set schedule of how things are going to work. In other words, keep in control of the sales cycle. Keep in control of the sale. And that will add great value to your business. It really, really will. Another thing that I think is super important in terms of adding profit, increasing profit, uh, and, and value to your business is, of course, our, our number four out of the four areas in which we work in, in marketing, uh, and that's retention. 
improving our retention, finding better ways to get people to come back or refer us. That can improve, just dramatically increase profit by doing that because the, it, it costs so much to get a new customer. And so if you can find those people that already know you, like you, you know it, you know it, no like and trust. If you can find those people and keep in touch with those people, they are already more willing to buy from you because they've had a good experience and more willing to refer you because they are the testimonial. And so if you can work harder on developing them versus getting out there cold and looking for cold new leads, uh, you, you're going to get a bigger return. And the more, of course, profit you can get in, the more income and revenue you can get in, the better off your business will be. Another thing I, I think we don't remember is that we need to keep up with inflation. Our expenses go up, and maybe we haven't raised our prices in a few years. So we talked about, obviously, looking at our expenses and improving our expenses, uh, you know, whittling them down where they're not needed. But have we increased our rates? And you say, well, maybe, maybe I can't do that because I'm going to have clients uh, not be too happy with me if I do that. And you know what? If you have continuous regular clients, you can always throw up those trial balloons and see how they react. However, you do have new clients coming in. You can you know, increase by just a little bit here and there to help keep up with inflation because your expenses are going up. Uh, I, I just noticed the other day that some, some of the software, some of the uh, tools that I use, some of the equipment I want to purchase has gone up in price. And so I, I realized, okay, yeah, I'm going to have to make some adjustments here and there just to make sure that, um, you know, we can afford them and that, you know, it, I can justify in a reasonable period of time uh, purchasing that new equipment. Now, if you have a high volume of sales, maybe you, you know, you can have a creative product. Maybe you have an an Etsy or eBay or, you know, there are a number of ways in which creative people can have a higher volume of um, business. Well, if that's the case, the data that you have, and you have to be very careful, obviously, but the data you have can be also of high value or at least an asset for your business, such as a, a really big email list. That can add value and, of course, profit if you use it well to your overall business and make it a much higher value, higher profit business because you have this really big email list or other data, information. Maybe you can sell the information on trends. There are trends that you're seeing. You're cutting edge in what you're doing and you're seeing certain trends in terms of what it is that people like. Maybe there's certain styles of photography that people are asking for. And that, that is a trend that maybe you can capitalize on or it's a trend that you can share with other people or teach other photographers. Maybe it's writers, other types of writers, how to go about or different types of publication techniques and teach the people how to do that. That's kind of, kind of along the lines of influencer, but it's more education. But that can also add value to your business by being educational support to your community. Because there is something new. There is a new, uh, new piece of software, new piece of equipment, new style, new something that you can add to your business. Remember, we like to create seven sources of income. 
our, our number is 7531. And seven sources of income is really important for that stability. And so that is one way you can add to that. I'm actually filling in the numbers with 10 through 1, although it won't be the 7531. It was just filling it in in terms of different levels of business. And if you're interested in the combination community, uh, you can head over there, rosh.group. We'll take you to the Facebook page. Um, and that page is where you can ask to you know, come in and uh, be a part of that group where we share ideas about uh, the combination code, combination community, developing your unique success combination. And so that's where I'm going to place that when it is ready to go. I have it, I have it laid out, but I, I have a few areas that I want to tinker with before I make my official declaration of what those one through 10 uh, levels are, because I think it helps give us a sense of where we are in our business development. If we, we have say, okay, all right, I'm at, I'm at level four and that, and at level five is kind of a, that's profitability. So look, we all want to get at least to profitability and, and move our way up. Number 10 is where we want to be, whether we're at number one or through, or number nine. And that is peace of mind within our business. Um, the other ones are more profit related, but number 10, ultimately we want peace of mind. From our business, meaning it's it's taking care of us. It's growing the we want way we want to grow it, and so that's number ten. But of course, we want to apply that everywhere. It's kind of like the umbrella for the other nine, and so I'll share all that in the coming weeks. I'm looking forward to doing that. Um, and so there we go. So if you have questions related to that, in increasing um, profit in your creative business, maybe some struggles you've had, uh, feel free to put them in the comments, um, whether you're live or on the replay, uh, I, or even our rosh.com listening to the podcast. That's just fine. Uh, a few things that I thought were interesting. Uh, YouTube is uh, giving a premium members $2 a month to give to their favorite creator. No, this is not a pitch for that because I don't qualify. So this is probably the best time for me to talk about it because I don't qualify for this. But if you are a premium member, you can actually give $2. I believe this is coming up. I don't know if it's in force yet, but uh, this is coming along. I think that's a good idea. So people who uh, want to give the $2 of what they pay each month to a, their favorite creator, not a bad way to go. Um, I, I think that's a, a really nice idea. Another thing, uh, Google Podcasts. Uh, may, Google is actually making podcasts uh, searchable based on topics within the app. And so that's something that I think is um, interesting. It, it, it's, I don't think Google has officially mentioned it, but there's some folks who went through the source code and found that they are transcribing the podcasts that go through the Google Play and well, that's how they'll allow you to search. So it may be searchable someday, I don't know. That would be pretty cool to search podcasts based on people or topics within the podcast. So that's interesting and uh, kind of developing. I don't have much more information about that other than I thought that was not surprising. I mean, if you think about it, YouTube is a, a similar kind of a thing where they transcribe what is um, being said on, on, a, on a video. So. Here's something interesting and something for you to think about. So we talk about influencers and micro-influencers and, and how they are continuing to be an important part 
of growing a business. Now, wherever you are in your creative business, it's important. To, oh, uh, what is the Facebook group? ROSH.group. That's a short URL that'll take you to the to the uh, page. Um, let me, uh, actually, I can just put it in here. And oops, for those of you who are here live or on the replay, you should be able to see this. And uh, let's see, darn it. And, and it's Rosh, my name, and then it's group. There you go. And that'll take you, take you right on over uh, to the, um, to the Facebook group, and you're welcome. 7531, when it asks you for the code, that is it, 7531. So influencers, micro-influencers, 40% of ad spend, compare, I believe it's compared to the larger, maybe it's just 40% of ad spend, but I, they were comparing it to, say, sports stars and movie stars. I mean, micro-influencers are starting to really build and become a big part of the landscape and marketing. And here's the good news about that, is that they are powerful and you can connect with other micro-influencers. Consider me a micro-micro-influencer, for example. So say we build connections and, and, and I get to know you and you get to know me and we say, hey, you know, you have something really, really cool and we've shared each other's stuff in the past. You say, look, this is really important. On this day, could you share this material? That is a relationship with a micro-influencer. And there are different levels, obviously, of influencer. How far that would get you, who knows? But the point being is that, you know, maybe down the line, I would have a piece of content that I think is important. And I could, you know, knock on a few doors and say, hey, could you share some of what I have? That is employing the whole micro-influencer element. If you have any kind of a following, you have a micro-influencer you know, group. You have, uh, you have access to what people, brands, are paying for. So it's not always a pay-to-play kind of a thing. However, there's nothing wrong with asking if, there, you, know, if you know that somebody's making a lot of money off of something or if it's a larger business or brand. You know, don't feel the pressure like, oh my gosh, I'm not big enough. No, if you have an audience, there may be an opportunity for you, and they are spending the money to do this. Uh, right now, I'm testing Pinterest native uploads and seeing how that goes. Uh, I have not, I've not played with that. I have not uploaded a lot of video, actually, believe it or not, to Pinterest. I also uploaded a a vertical format uh, a thumbnail. And I'm seeing how that goes, too. I've not done it that way. I've always just shared directly from YouTube. And so I'm seeing how that works out and testing the different formats because I do want to share a number of new, more in-depth ideas within the different social media and marketing areas, especially on this podcast, because I know a lot of us, we really are trying to find um, our audience. We're trying to find our customers. And the thing is, no matter where you are in your business, you know that there are customers out there. Um, uh, 7531. 7531 is the password. Um, if, if you know they're out there, so you want to find the best way to reach them and get in front of them 
and develop that trust with them. Because as I'll say over and over again, competition is irrelevant. It really is. Competition is irrelevant. You have to compete against you. Because if you try to compete against the competition, you will pay attention to the competition that is lower than you in price, not the competition that is higher than you in price. And you will, you'll run your business into the ground. You have to find the people who want you. I have to find the people who want me. And there are different ways, but here's the fact. At our fingertips, we have the world. Right now, I'm sharing with a few people here who are live, and all the people will hear it on the podcast. Uh, you know, hundreds of people will, will hear these words in various forms, if not thousands. So that is power we haven't had in the, you know, 10 years or so now we have, but before that, and it's getting better and better every single year. And so we all have to take advantage of that and build our communities. Okay, thank you so much for being here. It is uh, always a pleasure to share ideas with you uh, here on the Creative Marketing Podcast. It is about four o'clock, a little bit after four o'clock Eastern Standard Time when I record live. And I will be back next week. And uh, if you have any questions during the week, again, feel free to put your comments in. And uh, thank you for being here.